You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm. Gregor, we're going to talk about the starting pitching a little bit. Um, Josh Donaldson scaring the social media world, but nothing to worry too much about and and other topics as well. But let's start with opening day um, as we record this on Monday. Kind of breaking news as as it's been announced that Marcus Stroman will not get that opening day start as he tries to come back from the shoulder problems. Um, What's the latest on that? Is I mean, opening day is one day. How far, how long will he be out? Yeah, that, and that's a great question and one we're still going to have to figure out here over in the next week or so, and the Blue Jays are going to have to figure it out. Uh, the one thing we do know is that Stroman will not be making the start on opening day, and, and that's simply because he's run out of time. Uh, I mean, he he threw uh, a bullpen session today uh, on Monday. Uh, he's going to throw another one later in the week, and then he's tentatively scheduled to pitch two innings either against minor leaguers or against the Canadian national junior team on Saturday. And if he was going to start opening day, he only would have had one start left um, after that. Uh, two-inning situation. Uh, pushing him back to either the fourth or fifth game of the year gives you at least a, a secondary start after that initial debut, so you'd have three starts. That's still a pretty aggressive timeline, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if, as we get a little bit closer to the regular season if the talk turns a little bit more to whether or not a stint on the disabled list, a brief one, uh, would make sense in, in temporarily making Joe Biagini the number five starter. So uh, it's going to be something we have to, to wait and see a little bit. But, I mean, Stroman essentially is, is starting from, uh, you know, square one on this situation. He's got to slowly get built up. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt in his mind that he could be ready. Uh, you know, John Gibbons admitted today that Stroman wasn't necessarily happy with the decision of not pitching him on opening day. Uh, but what he wants and what's smart for him and, and, and the club's long-term best interests as well are two very different things. And it just makes sense to not rush a guy just for the sake of not missing one or two starts at the beginning of the year. This, this season's going to go on for six months. They need, need to make sure he has proper time to get stretched out and doesn't have uh, suffer any kind of setback along the way. And that brings us to Joe Biagini, who you mentioned. He pitched on Sunday and struggled 31 pitches in the second inning alone struggling as a starter obviously long term he's still considered a guy that that won't necessarily be starting is that looking like a more valuable spot for him that when he struggles like this yeah you know it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the blue jays do there and certainly there was a time where he was a favorite for that spot in the bullpen but the jays have added a number of arms down there now so it's, what, what it does is it really allows them to have more depth down there and uh, buys them a little bit of time at the start of the season to keep Joe Biagini in that starting role. So regardless of whether or not Marcus Stroman is ready to start the year, I think you're going to see Biagini as a starting pitcher. Won't necessarily be in Toronto if Stroman's ready. Uh, Biagini will probably be down at AAA Buffalo, continuing to get stretched out. But, you know, we're already seeing the value of having him in that backup-type role. You need to have someone you can turn to. and uh, It might be for Stroman, but even if it's not, then... Uh, you know, if somebody goes down in the first six weeks of the season or so, 
uh, you're going to need a guy like Joe Biazzini to step in. Now, the second half of the season is a, a different story. I mean, there could be a time when uh, it makes sense to get him back into that bullpen, and, and by that time you hope that uh, prospects like Brian Barucki uh, and Thomas Pannone are a little bit further along in their development and, and can come up and join the rotation when necessary. They're not going to be ready at the start of the year, uh, but maybe Biagini can buy them just enough time to, over the first couple months to uh, to give them a little bit more of an opportunity to get ready for that eventual big league debut. Marco Estrada was out there on Friday night. Uh, four innings, four hits, an earned run. He didn't walk anyone, which is a stat that I always like to look at in spring training as far as the control goes. He struck out a pair. And the adjustments that he's made since the struggles last year seem to be taking. Yeah, and that really was a case of a start where he, he was just essentially going into that outing just working on two pitches. He was working on the fastball and changeup. He basically threw out the cutter and he threw out the curveball for one day because he was just working on, on specific command and hitting certain spots. And uh, When you don't care about results in spring training, those are the type of things you can do a little bit more of. It doesn't really matter if the hitter knows what's coming. You're just trying to get the ball into a certain area. and So he gave up a bit of hard contact. But that, that's part of the process for him. And uh, really, it's what you touched on that he's he's been working a lot on spring training. I mean, he alluded to us earlier in the spring that he was tipping his pitches last year, and, and that became an issue. Uh, he really worked on that uh, during the off season, and, and and now through spring training to kind of smooth things out a little bit uh, and make sure that people don't necessarily uh, have as much of a tell on his changeup that he had a year ago. That's really his bread and butter pitch, and uh, if you can get that ironed out, uh, you. you'd thinks that he can get back to closer to the guy he was in 2015 and 2016 when he had ERAs below 3.5. Last year, that jumped to almost 5. Obviously, he's looking for a bounce back year. Sung Hwan Oh is obviously a guy they want to be a big part of that bullpen. Uh, you talked about adding the guys down there. He hasn't been able to pitch in a game yet. He is throwing, but the problem is he's still working on getting that work visa officially set. Um, I guess it's a day-to-day process. Since he is able to throw and work out at the complex, is this slowing him down at all? Or, or once cleared, will he be caught up to date because he's been able to at least be throwing? Yeah, it, it shouldn't be too much of an issue as long as they're able to get that rectified uh, relatively soon. I mean, as a reliever, a guy who's been throwing now for, for the last several weeks, it really shouldn't take him long to get ready. I mean, realistically, you can go with as few as three appearances uh, in spring training games and, and probably be totally fine. So, you know, ideally they would like to get him into some kind of game situation here soon, though. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. It really is a day-to-day situation. I mean, this is, this is something the Blue Jays hoped uh, would have been resolved uh, at least a week ago now, but it's been dragging on a little bit longer uh, than they were expecting, and, and it's something that's really just out of their control. they they got to wait on the U.S. government to... Uh, to one, uh, have that uh, document or his file come up on their queue and and then to go through the the proper documentation process. So uh, hopefully for the Blue Jays, that'll happen relatively soon. You know, we're we're just a little bit over two weeks away from spring training, so I'm sure O uh, would like to get going sooner rather than later because he's going to need a solid week of, of games in order to get ready. Josh Donaldson, a bit of a scare on Saturday. Obviously, he's trying to come back and and have that healthy shoulder. He left the game early, but then it turns out that it was just dehydration. He hadn't been able to drink enough fluids during that day. Um, But for a little time, because you never know with these guys when they leave the game until there's an announcement of what the problem is, obviously people jump on social media, tend to jump to some conclusions, especially when it's a guy coming back from an injury. So there was a bit of a scare there, but all is well with Josh, right? 
Yeah, it actually made for a pretty interesting day because one of the last plays he made, and or the last play he made in, in the first inning before coming out of that game, he made a bit of an awkward throw over to first base, and that's one thing that we've been watching pretty closely for is how that that shoulder would respond on on some of those tough throws, and he made a bit of an awkward kind of off balance type throw, and and that had a lot of people, a lot of the reporters, and certainly a lot of fans on social media thinking that he was coming out because of that shoulder. But you know, later on, he dismissed that pretty quick, said his shoulder's getting better and better every day. Uh, the awkward throw had more to do with the fact that he didn't think he actually had a chance of getting a base runner, and he said he kind of just flipped it over there uh, a little bit awkwardly, probably something he wouldn't have done uh, during the regular season. But, yeah, no, the shoulder uh, should be fine. Uh, you know, he's, he's got a little over two weeks as well until opening day. Uh, I expect to see him uh, get a little bit deeper in the games here over the next couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, he's someone who, who claims that he doesn't need a whole lot of, of, of repetition in spring training anyways. For him, he, he puts more of an emphasis on the defensive side. He, he's talked a lot about how he's had spring trainings in the past where he hit 400 uh, and then come in and not be able to hit anything in the regular season. And then he's had other ones where he, he's not hitting anything, and then all of a sudden on opening day, the light comes on. So I don't think he's too stressed out about the lack of rest. Ezekiel Carrera was released on Sunday morning. Obviously, he had a good run with the Blue Jays as kind of a, a backup guy that could play in the outfield and, and be around as utility. Um, the team saves a little bit money by saves a little bit of money by releasing him now, but it's just a tough situation for Ezekiel, right? The writing was kind of on the wall for most of the spring uh, with all the young guys coming up in that position, plus all the outfielders they have in camp. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and really, I mean, the issue is that the Jays couldn't even stash him or offer him an opportunity in the minor leagues as well. I mean, you look at that outfield of AAA Buffalo, uh, you've, you've got too many outfielders even for those three spots. You've got Teoscar Hernandez and Dalton Pompey. Uh, you know, there's a long list of guys down there, Dwight Smith Jr., uh, who, who are kind of waiting in the wings. And, and the priority is, is going to be to get those younger guys a regular at-bats. And at the big league level, the outfield is also set with Steve Pierce and Curtis Granderson in left field, Kevin Pollard in center, and, and Randall Gritchick in right. And so uh, there just wasn't any opportunity for Carrera. And, and the Jays also needed to create some space on the 40-man roster for uh, some of the bullpen arms are going to have to add uh, to the 25-man at the end of camp. And so there was a roster crunch. Uh, there was a surplus of outfielders. Um, but it's actually remarkable that, that Carrera was able to stick around with the Blue Jays for as long as he did. I mean, he initially joined this team on a minor league deal, uh, stuck around for, for three years, and really each of those seasons played a much bigger role than what he was supposed to going into the year. I mean, this is a guy who typically played uh, more than 100 games for the Blue Jays, and, and each year he was entered as someone who was supposed to be on the fringe. So uh, it didn't work out for him. Uh, this spring he'll look for opportunity elsewhere, uh, but he is coming off uh, three surprising years with the Jays. All right, that'll do it for this podcast. This has been MLB.com Extras, Blue Jays edition. For Gregor Chisholm, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.